Welcome to Fables and Fairy Tales, where this week the story is... Come on, little camel! This story was written by me, and it's based on a folktale from Syria. Here to read it to you, it is I, your storyteller, Chip Cahoon. This is part two, with more for Elsie to do. If you missed everything before today, catch up at fablespodcast.co.uk. But if the story is with you, then let us continue. Mummy, Daddy, Grandpa and Grandma Camel each took a wise man onto their saddles. Elsie was left to pick up the presents. All twelve of them. They were heavy! Elsie could feel her hump getting squashed by the straps holding the bags of gifts against her sides, and her hooves made deep prints in the sand as they began to cross the desert. And of course it was hot, and dry, and dusty, so Elsie was sweating, and panting, and... Oh look, cactus! The moment she saw that cactus, she ran up to it and inspected it and sniffed it while the other camels kept on going. When the other camels finally noticed, they were a long way ahead of Elsie. They turned around and shouted, Come on, little camel! Elsie sighed and tried to trot a little faster to catch up. But it was hard to go fast with the weight of the presents pulling her hooves deep into the sand. Plus it was hot and dry and dusty. So Elsie was sweating and panting and... Oh look! Cactus! The moment she saw that cactus, she ran up to it and inspected it and sniffed it while the other camels kept on going and going. When the other camels finally noticed, they were even further ahead of Elsie. They turned around, but their voices sounded quieter because they were so far away as they shouted, Come on, little camel! Elsie sighed and tried to trot even faster to catch up. But it was immensely challenging to go fast with the presence tugging her hooves deep into the sand. In addition, it was searing and arid and dusty. So Elsie was sweating and panting and... Oh, look! Cactus! The moment she saw that cactus, she ran up to it and inspected it and sniffed it while the other camels kept on going and going and going. And in fact, they just kept on going 
because Elsie was so far behind, they didn't notice that she'd stopped. When Elsie finally noticed, she couldn't see the other camels anymore. Her heart began to beat faster. She had been left behind in the desert. But then she realized, this was a desert. If she needed to know which way the other animals had gone, she only had to look down for their hoof prints. Just as she began to trot after them, though, she felt sand blow into her eyes, ears and nose. She looked up, then gasped with terror. The wind was whipping the sand into a swirling tower, rushing across the desert dunes towards her. It was a sandstorm! Her heart beating faster and harder, Elsie looked around for a place to hide. She spotted a small rocky hill and rushed over. There in the mound was a hole, like a little cave, which was just big enough for her and the presents. She crawled in, just in time. The sandstorm battered against the side of the rocky mound, making a sound like thousands and thousands of pins crashing onto a hard surface. Elsie crouched down and covered her eyes with her hooves. The storm went on and on and on and on and on. Elsie had no idea how long it lasted. Partly because watches hadn't been invented yet, and partly because she was a camel, so she wouldn't have had a watch anyway. By the time the storm went away, though, she knew it had gone on for a long time. Because now, the sky was dark. It was night. Elsie was now very late and very alone. And very scared. She could hear the hissing of sand snakes. She could hear the tapping of scorpion legs skittering across the dunes. And in the distance, she could hear the laughter of hyenas. She began to cry. She was in big trouble now, bigger than any trouble she'd ever been in. And she was carrying the presents for a king. Everyone was going to be furious with her, and she was probably going to die. As a tear slipped down her cheek, she thought of Mummy Camel's face, stern, angry, disappointed. She thought of Daddy Camel's face, strict, fuming, rejecting. She thought of Grandma Camel's face, soft, sympathetic and sweet, as she said, Chin up, little camel. Elsie shook her head. Chin up? What's the point of holding my chin up? What's so good about looking at the... And as she looked up, she gasped. That was part two of Come On Little Camel. To find out whether Elsie survives her night in the desert, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast for tomorrow's episode. Or, if you can't wait, sign up to become an epic explorer. 
That way you can hear the whole story all at once and get a copy of the book with some amazing pictures. In fact, you can even watch me tell the story for you and strengthen your creative muscles with my epic challenge. And once you've finished with Elsie, you'll find loads of other great stories there too. To become an epic explorer, just put on your sweetest voice, ask your grown-up to sit with you at a computer, and go to fablespodcast.co.uk. Right now, though, it only remains for me to say cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and I hope to hear your story soon. Cheerio!